0: This is Sound & Vision from KEXP. 2023 was a big year for Latin music. KEXP's Albina Cabrera has this conversation on the subject. As 2023 comes to a close in Latin music, there are several things to be said. On one hand, it continues to dominate global charts, a trend that was normalized thanks to Bad Bunny. While discussions still around reggaeton, urban music, and Latin pop as major global genres leading in sales and massive fan bases, this year, another musical force made a significant impact in the industry. I'm talking about Mexican music. I'm talking about this because in 2023 has made a comeback to the global charts after decades and in some cases for the first time in the historic list of Billboard, Rolling Stone Magazine and Spotify Global. To talk about some key moments in Latin music in 2023 and why Mexican music is a global movement, I'm joined by Julissa Lopez, Senior Music Editor at Rolling Stone Magazine, and Isabela Raigosa, associate Editor at Billboard Español. This year, Isabela wrote with Griselda Flores for Billboard the article, «Mexican music isn't having a moment, it's a movement». The article described how, while this genre achieves new victories, like for the first time two regional songs are in the top five of the HOT 100, it has been a century in the making.
1: We've always seen throughout history a lot of fundamental uh, songs that have been making a way within culture. For example, we can date back to Selena when she did Biribiribamba, for example. We can date back to uh, Juan Gabriel and the mariachi that he created. And also just mariachi groups that have been very fundamental, a genre that has been established for over a century. You know, people tend to think of corridos, they tend to think of norteñas or ranchera music, but in reality, Uh, to define regional Mexican as its umbrella term, it's such a term that has so much vibrancy in multiple states of Mexico, like in Veracruz we have Son Jarocho, for example, or Son Huasteco. Those are genres that are not as highlighted as the, you know, the corridos or the cierreños of today, but there have been fundamental players.
0: one of those players is Peso Pluma, who I saw perform this year at Seattle's Wamuth Theater. Around that time, the now global superstar announced that his first US tour was adding more dates and cities, and larger venues were now becoming the first opportunity for thousands of thousands of fans to celebrate Genesis, the album released this year by the Jalisco born artist. But if Mexican music has been around for so long, what has
1: allowed it to become a global phenomenon today? Peso Pluma did inject this modern sensibility with this way of dressing that has an urbano, so to call it, aesthetic, like Fuerza Regida as well. So they made it more appealing to this younger generation by changing the aesthetic and injecting this urbano sensibility into it because before it was associated with music of your parents. This has been a a movement that has been a momentum, and with the use of social media and streaming services being consumed more and more by the youth, it just became an explosion with all these uh, elements combined. While
0: there are many victories, the presence of this music in international awards was not uh, as expected. Juiza Lopez wrote for Rolling Stone magazine in November this year the article titled, the Grammys still don't know what to do with Latin music. Julissa has been covering this new wave that started with Natalia Cano, but resonated in 2023 with Peso Pluma, Es Armado, Yaritza y Su Esencia from Washington, and many others. The shift of attention from reggaeton and pop artists to Mexican music has been a sign that this movement is beginning to dominate Latin music. And this adds another conversation that took place this year regarding the Latin Grammys happening in Sevilla, Spain, for the first time since the first edition in 2000. Julissa and Isabella also analyzed the presence of this genre on the red carpets on both the Latin and the American Gringo Academy. This is Julisa.
2: I think especially on the Gringo Grammy side, I think one thing that's becoming very apparent is given the the force of of reggaeton and the urbano genres over recent years i think that they finally understand there's names that they recognize where, like we know bad bunny is big we know carol g is big but it's still so limited they're like oh yes, those are the latin artists this is the entire latin genre obviously when we talk about latin music we're talking about you know dozens of genres from dozens of different countries and i think they still can't parse out what means what <laughs> and i think it kind of made their heads explode a little bit to be like, oh, not only like do we have to know so much about reggaeton, but now there's this other genre that's exploding. What are we gonna do? <laughs> so um it's it's a little funny, but it's also frustrating, you know, to feel like such a wealth of music is often reduced to maybe just like one or two artists were the most visible in the United States, given, you know, what we know is happening all over Latin America and in the US and the diaspora. And here is Isabella.
1: Yeah, it also has to do with the folks that are nominating these songs. First of all, there probably isn't enough, I don't know, diversity or perhaps an age group uh, disparity, perhaps, to really introduce these sounds. But like Julissa was saying, uh, it took them a while to wrap their head around reggaeton, that even reggaeton became a brand new category not that long ago. And yes, it was surprising to us as well to see a lot of the lack of uh, regional Mexican music representation in this year's uh, nominees. Conexión Divina was there for Best New Artist, but I was also expecting best of Pluma. That was a massive snub, first of all. Uh, and even in the uh, American Grammys, we only see uh, Edgar Barrera earning a nomination within the four big categories, which is uh, Song of the Year. Yes eso
2: es Grupo
1: I do feel that it does take a bit more time to get used to, I guess, like a prestigious academy like the Latin Recording Academy to really accept new trends, of course. And even in one instance for us, when we began to see the domination of regional Mexican artists uh, taking over the Billboard Hot 100, that was really surprising because in the history of that chart since it was created in 1958, we had never seen that many songs enter the chart. It was uh the first one was Cristian Nodal with uh Hera MX uh Botella Tras Botella, uh, which entered the chart in 2021 right now this year uh that number of reg- regional mexican songs has increased to 37 which is unprecedented that is a phenomenon within the genre in itself and i only think that that's just a statement that it's here to stay and if uh prestigious uh, academies want to continue this relevancy they're gonna essentially have to catch up with it's not just a trend it's it's a movement again um but uh yeah that's that's how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> there are many songs in the heaven of Mexican music and its fusions that explain this year in Latin music. I choose the collaboration between Peso Pluma and Karol G. Culona.
1: Ella Baila Sola by Eslabón Armado and Peso Pluma. Uh, it achieved one billion streams on Spotify. And that is the first musica mexicana song to ever accomplish this, which is massive again. Uh, also, the song, like I mentioned before, reached number four for 28 consecutive weeks on the Hot 100, which is also a testament to its its power. Uh, first of all, it's such a phenomenal sierreño uh, track, which is like a love ballad, and the songwriting is really, really beautiful, but also very kind of witty, like it has a lot of Mexican slang in it, uh, and just this dynamic between their voices, uh, and just the music itself, it's so danceable. Uh, I think that really ex- exemplifies that song this year. Compa.
0: Que le parece esa morra, la que como baila.
2: Ella Baila Sola was, um, Rolling Stone picked it as the number one song of the year for 2023. I don't think we've ever in our history had a Spanish language song, much less a, a música mexicana song. Um, but, you know, I, I think we were just going through every every major song this year, every th- song that we thought was great. And there was nothing that quite shifted the culture in the same way and that meant as much in the same way and that kind of made history in the same way, um, including, you know, so many English language releases. But if we have to pick another one, I think a big one for me this year was uh, Un Porciento, the Grupo Frontera and Bad Bunny. I'm a big fan of Grupo Frontera. You know, they're such sweet kids from McAllen, Texas. I think they're great. Um, But I think also you can see kind of what I was talking about in the beginning of how I think so many inroads were made when you have other big artists in the Latin genre collaborating and trying different things and taking an interest in this. And that I think having Bad Bunny on that track, I think really kind of... I I don't think that I wouldn't say that it took it to a new level because I think the track is great with or without Bad Bunny, and I think that's one of the reasons he was attracted to it and wanted to be on it. But I I think it gave it a new level of visibility.
0: Mexican music has become global, not only as a new global expression that appeals to Mexican youth and the diaspora by touching a key emotional fiber that connects them with their tradition and culture. But it has also brought back band formats with live instrumentations to massive stages, something that had not happened for years after a period dominated by solo artists and tracks on the stage. I
2: really love reggaeton. I love Latin trap. I love all genres and kind of the, the urbano vein. And the one criticism that I think is sort of a constant for for kind of snobby rockistas sometimes is like, eso no es música. This is like, you know, a guy on a computer. I mean, with música mexicana, you you don't have the argument. Like these are guys like it's and it's young guys. These are like 17 year olds, like playing 12 string guitars and requintos and and trombones. And and so I think there's a level of musicality that deserves a lot of credit.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the pendulum definitely swung the opposite direction sharply, uh, especially I believe since it was uh, 10 years of reggaeton and musica urbana dominating. I think that uh, there reached a point, uh, you know, to say that like oversaturation, that people were just craving this back to instrument sound. And I think that it had to do with like the culture sort of just, you know, getting a, a refresher, right? I mean, there, it happens that they, these moments happen within just uh, musical uh, shifts. But one song that is producer-driven <laughs> that I also wanted to highlight that I thought was phenomenal is uh, the Shakira and Visa Rap Volume 53 Session. Definitely broke so many records, Guinness records, Spotify records, but also just like the female empowerment, the scope of it as well. Just, you know, she was was like a rapper, like naming names, you know, like very bold almost. But I thought that that was just another fantastic song that definitely did also define the year.
0: Billboard revealed in its 2023 year and charts that Carol G was the only woman in the top 10 ranking third. It has also been a great year for Shakira, Rosalia, Becky G, Kali Uchis. 2023 was also the year for women in music.
2: Carol G, I think, was one of the, the, the most exciting people to watch. You know, Mañana será bonito, I think was an album too. The, the fact that she did it with an album that I think was about so much vulnerability and and personal journey that was happening for her, I think is really incredible and says a lot about, I think there's an expectation of the kinds of things that women need to think, seeing about and what's going to be successful and and the kind of pop-driven narrative that's often written by men. <laughs> and I think it was really incredible to see her kind of reaching the heights that she did with an album that was so personal.
1: Uh, Carol G to be embarking on an international stadium tour that has never been accomplished at all at this level, especially, you know, including the United States, which is, you know, predominantly English speaking historically and, and especially within the live music circuit. So for her to be selling out multiple stadiums across, you know, countries and obviously continuing to you know top the charts like she was also the first female latin artist to debut on the billboard 200 and the the first one was bad bunny actually so she's the the second one to do so and it's the first female the first colombiana to do so Uh, Yeah, I think that uh, Mujeres uh, had a very, very strong moment and she took the lead by far. But yeah, like you mentioned, we also had Becky G that did a a Musica Mexicana album as well this year. Uh, We saw a lot of women uh, transitioning from their usual pop or usual Urbano flair into Musica Mexicana. Like Talia recently also did that as well. So, uh, but you know, you do have artists like, you know, Bad Bunny still killing it. and Carol G, who, who does Musica Urbana, you know, she has a couple of Musica Mexicana songs, but she's known as, a music, uh, as an urban artist, but uh, definitely had a big year. Um, I mean, I think that when I said that Carol G was the first artist to reach number one on, Latin female artist to reach number one on Billboard, this, the, the previous one was Selena in, to, in 1995 with Dreaming of You. So that's crazy.
2: And then even at the Latin Grammys, all of the major awards, I think it was Carol G, Album of the Year, you know, Natalia La Forcada, Julieta Venegas, you know, it was was kind of, I think um, Laura Pausini, who was this year's uh, Person of the Year, said it. She was like, it was mujeronas after mujeronas. It was just these incredible women making these giant
1: strides. That was incredible. Yeah, and I, that, that that had never happened, actually, in the history of the Latin Grammys as well. Like, the four major categories, todas las mujeres se las ganaron. That was also something that was never seen before in the history of the recording, the Latin Recording Academy. Yeah.
2: yeah, we always see, like, oh, well, there's a lot of women nominated. And then when the night comes, it's always, like, the same four guys. So this was great. New musical
0: movements, global producers such as Visa Rap and Tiny. I will also add Dio Raposo here because my heart was, is, and will be alternativo. So let's talk about the new alternative Latin music of the year. <laughs>
2: Definitely that Diego Raposo album, it blew my mind when it came out. It sounds like he teleported from the future and recorded some samples of what he heard and then put them on an album and brought them back to us. Um, Tiny, I think, too, that his album, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't put Tiny under kind of the more alternative scene, but he is somebody who's been working... um, kind of much more under the radar. And and I think he has kind of a similar sensibility in that when you hear him, it does sound like something that's very forward looking and it, he's not afraid to experiment. And I think that's what you're seeing out of the most, out of the newer generation, is that freedom to do weird stuff and to try things. I think, I feel that so much with Diego Raposo and Medio Picky, who had an album last year that I also loved. I think both of them are just brilliant. Um, there was a KEXP festival this year called El Sonido Fest, where I learned about so many great artists. One of my favorite of the year, I think, was Usted Señalamelo from Argentina. So I think that's the other thing, too. There's so much happening in so many different scenes, especially underground and creatively um, I think a band like Usted Señalamelo is also still drawing on generations above and drawing from traditions of, of rock en Espanol that came before them, but still doing something new with it. So I, th- I think it's a really I, I think this was a great year in music to be honest. No Puedo más Así Porque
0: Raposo is a Dominican producer and DJ. This year he released Yo No Era Sí, si, pero de ahora en adelante sí. Si, an album that quickly positioned itself as one of the best in alternative music. Usted señálemelo an Argentine rock band, Visit Seattle and KEXP in 2023 as part of El Sonido Live. Isabela expands the map to Puerto Rico.
1: You know I've been a fan of Gale and I'm glad that you know this year she debuted like her, her her album. She's been a songwriter for years, definitely alternativa de Puerto Rico, brings a new sound. Her style reminded me like the 90s era riot girl sound or como pop, like so, uh, pop pero con rock.
0: Y, y, no sé
1: I was very fascinated with Tiny's album and like his search for like to work with like Latin artists or alternative artists. Obviously, the indie darling, pero ya, with with is Julieta Venegas. Like you, you just when they team up, that I mean, that was that was a couple of years ago, but that like that was kind of like the it, it epitomizes the his search for really uh, exploring outside of what the usual elements were like.
0: There were so many special moments in 2023 with Latin music that I have an invitation for you. Go to kxp.org to get the full list I curated with the best 50 albums, EPs, and compilation of the year in alternative Latin music and not too alternative. Before wrapping up, Isabella picks her highlight of the year.
1: Pues yo voy a decir que Gloria Trevi, este, you know, she. There's a series that came out that kind of documents her life called a- Ella Soyo, where she did take part of the production and she stars in a couple episodes as well. But, you know, as we, if we know Gloria Trevi's life, we know that it was insane with her ex producer. But the series, which premiered on VIX, actually, uh, with the amount of viewership that it got, it took it to the, Con la ley de Mexico, donde pudo cambiar este una ley de human trafficking. So if somebody is a witness of uh, human trafficking, you're now held responsible. So there, there's a lay that will protect, you know, these women. Uh, so I thought that was just fascinating that the, that the show was able to kind of capture that too. Uh, she just became an indie artist, actually, since being signed uh, to Universal for 15 years. And I think that, you know, she's been dropping música, pues, like uh, Medusa. I've been such a Gloria Trevi fan all my life. I know it's very, it's been very controversial to say that, but um, I think that, you know, she's been very brave and to really work with the authorities of Mexico to... Promote these laws to help defend or help stop, you know, these causes because there's, you know, uh Mexico. Unfortunately, there have been so many cases of of human trafficking and and femicide as well. Uh, unfortunately, so just to be, have some activism there, you know, with through life experiences, but still like doing music and also, you know, releasing a whole series, kind of just to bring that kind of awareness. Um, I I think that that's worth highlighting too this year. Julissa also
0: picks her favorite moment of the year in Latin music.
2: I'm going to say for me, a big one was Shakira getting the MTV Video Vanguard award and doing this, like, I think it was like 10 minute performance of just non, I mean, she basically did like a halftime Super Bowl performance again. I mean, she's, she's incredible. And I think to see, um, a Latina with that longevity and to be pulling from so many different decades in her in her career um, and being honored for it was huge. I think she really, for me, bridges kind of the generations and is still somebody who today, I mean, is still an incredibly relevant, huge pop star and is still going and continuing.
0: 2023, a year full of new artists, new songs, like global superstars, but also like uh, gems from the underground music scene, but 100% a year for women in music. So I want to celebrate both of you as well for the work that you have been doing all this year. Again, thank you so much, Isabela Raigosa, Julissa Lopez, for joining me in this conversation. And uh, Happy New Year! We have to say thank you so much.
1: All the flowers. A ti, feliz año.
0: Are yes. Are you ready for 2024? No. <laughs> no. Y esta conversación termina acá. Gracias. My name is Alvina Cabrera, and see you again very, very soon here on KXP, donde la música importa.
2: That was Sound and Vision. This conversation will also be available in Spanish on KEXP's El Sonido podcast, hosted by Albina Cabrera. Thanks for listening, and before you go, please take a moment to subscribe to the Sound and Vision podcast, rate it, and review it in your podcast app. Those little
0: things go a long way. And if you're in the giving mood, please consider a one-time $20
2: donation to support this podcast at kexp.org slash sound.
1: Thanks so much, and here's to another great year of music for 2024.